The GRBJ Podcast is brought to you by Seven Monks Grand Rapids, worldwide craft beer, locally crafted cuisine, located at the new 616 Lofts Building at 740 Michigan Street. This is the GRBJ Podcast. I'm Pat Evans, and with me again is Tim Gortzma. Hey, Tim. Greetings, Pat. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, now that we're almost a year into this, I feel like we should have come up with a way for you to say hello, Patrick, a bunch of different ways. Like you could have learned different languages. Wow. Really? No. Hi, Pat. Okay. That works too. All right. But in my head, I'll imagine that you learned a bunch of languages. Okay. Can I ask you a question? No. Oh. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed downtown getting a little busier this week? It is just a wee bit busier, I would say. And were were you the one who invited 500,000 people downtown? I don't think I know that many people. <laughs> I don't think I do either. <laughs> I don't think us combined know that many people. <clears throat> no. So if it wasn't you and it wasn't me... Who was it? Well, I think it was Art Prize. I think it was. So that's why I invited Christian Gaines, the executive director, to come hang out, talk about you know the first nine years. Can you believe it? I know that's it, that is really surprising to me. I it, it just I I'm not saying it snuck up on us or anything, but man, we're known for Art Prize, right? And he really. talks all about that. He talks about what to expect this year and even the future. All right. Christian, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Our prize is right around the corner, so yep. you're probably stressed out. Yeah, a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> but first, I want to go back to you know 2013 or so. Mm-hmm. Why'd you come here? <laughs> Why did I come here? Um, you know, Grand Rapids. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a great example of what's happening with America's mid-sized cities right now. It's um, I think it's the golden age of America's mid-sized city, and I think that Grand Rapids is a great example of that. And I think that Art Prize is one of the one of the reasons why. So, so I, where were you before, and then oh, how did you end up here? I guess sure. You know, my background is in independent film, specifically putting on film festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked. <clears throat> I, I came here from Los Angeles, and uh, I was uh, working at the time for IMDb, uh, which is an Amazon.com company. Uh, it was the first company that Amazon ever bought in 1998. Um, I was working there from about 2008 until about 2013 when I came to Grand Rapids. Before that, I worked for the American Film Institute as the director of festivals. So I was putting on film festivals, most notably a festival in L.A. called AFI Fest, AFI Fest presented by Audi. <laughs> um, and before that, I was director of the Hawaii International Film Festival. Um, and before that, I worked for the Sundance Institute uh, as a film festival programmer um, for the film festival that they have. So my background is really in in film festivals, putting on film festivals. Um, there's a lot of similarities between, there's a lot of differences, but there's right. a lot of similarities between a film festival and something like Art Prize. It's, you know, it's a finite event. Um, there's a lot of fundraising involved. There's a lot of uh, management of a year-round team as well as one that kind of expands into a, a much larger team as kind of seasonals come on board. Um, there's a lot of marketing and PR and communications, which is similar. There's 
big awards, there's juries, there's volunteer programs, there's membership programs, there's corporate sponsorship. There's, there's a lot of similarities between putting on a film festival, which is typically, typically not always, but typically about 10 days long, um, and something like Art Prize. Um, so, and it's ex- exciting, you know, I mean, there is nothing like Art Prize, right. um, which is its kind of blessing and its bane. It's its blessing because, you know, it's not a film festival. It's not a sporting event. It's not a music series. It's not so. So in a way, its uniqueness is what makes it really cool and really different and what what draws attention to it. But it's also kind of hard to explain to people kind of for the first time. Right. Um, which, which is sort of a welcome challenge, I think for us. Uh, so, so yeah. So I was just drawn to the idea that it was just so, so different. Did, did you know about it from the get go? Like when it was first launched? I knew a little bit about it. I was recruited. Um, and, uh, I was, you know, I, I came to Grand Rapids for the first time in 2000 and the very beginning of 2013, um, just to interview and kind of learn more about the community and about the event. And um, it's funny, I, I just kind of got, sort of fell in love with the city and with the potential, not just the city, but of the event as well. And kind of wanted to, and it was sort of, the, the event was at a really interesting time. Um, and it's a very young event. So, you know, it's still kind of an experiment and it's still kind of evolving. And pretty much every conversation I ever have with anybody about Art Prize, when I want to sort of talk about it expansively or want to talk about it kind of into the future is like, you know, we're a very young organization, <laughs> you know, and I, and it's true. And, um, and so, you know, you, you often want to kind of do everything kind of as quickly as possible right. and get it in place as fast as you possibly can, a sort of a natural inclination. But the truth is, is, you know, there are organizations out there that are 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years old, um, and uh, we're just we're just kind of getting going. So that's kind of exciting. So do you find that your elevator pitch has to change every year for it? Well, no. I mean, there are some fundamental principles. You know, we have a mission and a set of guiding principles that we sort of stand behind every word of them, and we're sort of excited about it. Um, and some of the broad concepts really never change. Um, it's a, it's an open art competition. Um, any artist working in any medium from anywhere in the world can opt in and participate. Um, that is, uh, both a kind of a delightful concept as well as a terrifying concept, depending on who you talk to. Um, it is, uh, it features kind of a spectacular, cash prize, um, $500,000, which is more than any art competition in the world. Um, and half of that is awarded by smartphone enabled public vote. Uh, and the other half of it is awarded by a jury of art experts, um, which is sort of an innovation that happened about a halfway through our history. And, and that's really so that you can compare and contrast what the experts think to what the public thinks. Um, and that creates an undeniable tension, um, which is something that's really thrilling about the event and, um, and around which a million different conversations happen about what art is and why it matters. Um, and so that gives people an opportunity to, to just start to develop kind of a personal relationship with, with the arts, or it gives people an opportunity to, kind of continue their their relationship with 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 art and artists and so that's just a very exciting concept to me 
Um, and, uh, it, and, and it's also a very large event. Um, in, in just a few years, it has become the most attended public art event on the planet. Um, there's a industry trade publication called The Art Newspaper, which is a weekly publication for the contemporary arts community. It's a trade publication, if you just like yours. Um, you, you would consider yourself, yeah. right? right. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, 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 uh, if you were a uh, auctioneer at Sotheby's or Christie's, or if you were a museum director at a big museum somewhere, you'd read it every week to just sort of figure out what's going on. And um, they annually do something called the big ticket list where they audit attendance at biennales and exhibitions all over the world. Um, and for the last three years, Art Prize has been at the top of that list as the most attended art event. So there are biennales and exhibitions in St. Petersburg and Florence and New York and Milan and all these places. And at the top of that list is Art Prize in Grand Rapids, Michigan, <laughs> which is, you know, pretty fun and pretty interesting. So, you know, about 500,000 turnstile visits to the event, right. um, which is astonishing. And, and, and most significantly, it's, it's free. It's a free event. So um, anyone can anyone can 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 come and anyone can kind of participate in the event. So so yeah, I think those are kind of the things. I mean, that's that wasn't exactly an elevator pitch, but it was. <laughs> but it was something. But it we'll was, take it. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited about about the event. You know, it seemed like Grand Rapids got really excited about it for the first couple of years, and not that they don't get excited about it now. But it just kind of seems like for the population here, it's kind of old hat at this point. It's like, oh, it's art price when it's busy and stuff. I mean, how do you guys look to energize the city rather than all the visitors who say, that's the reason I'm going to Grand Rapids? Yep. You know, it's it's funny. When you look at, at signature events of cities and when you look at something like South by Southwest right. in Austin, Texas, or the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah, the um, the level of blaséness among the local populace is just off the charts. I mean, people just leave the city <laughs> during South by Southwest in Austin, and and um, and there's a there's a comfort around the fact that it is kind of the signature event of the city, and that it's sort of the event that's associated with the city, and um, and the the local residents can can enjoy it and have some pride in it without kind of throwing themselves right. into it wholeheartedly. It's interesting, you know, um, I, I mentioned, you know, 500,000 visits that represents about 230,000 people that are, that are single bodies that come to the event. So people come multiple times and um, that, that that amount of people has remained fairly consistent over time, but the amount of turnstile visits has increased because the number of residents who attend actually decreases as the numbers of visitors to the event grows. Huh. And so last year, there were about 70,000 visitors, out-of-state visitors to the event. Half of the visitors to Art Prize come from 30 miles or more away. Um, and what happens with visitors is that they visit more frequently they spend more money and they stay longer. Um, so we we love the idea that there are visitors that are here that are kind of participating in the event. We also, you know, obviously we can't do Art Prize without the energy of the local community and appetite for the event um, among venues, for example, right. among curators, among artists um, is something that is absolutely critical to the event. It can't survive. It can't, um, 
can't move forward without that kind of appetite. Um, and the, the, w- without the appetite to just take risks and to kind of move forward. So, you know, uh, to answer your question, like how do we keep it kind of fresh and how do we keep it, yeah. you know, art price is an evolving experiment. We, um, we think about, and we, worry about patterns of predictability that inevitably emerge. Um, you know, it's a 19 day drama. It's a narrative that kind of plays out over 19 days. And we want to keep that narrative kind of fun and fresh and interesting. Um, uh, you know, another frivolous way to describe it is that it's a game, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a game that people can opt into and we want people to continue to kind of opt into it. So we're always looking at those patterns of predictability that emerge and we're trying to disrupt those patterns. And we do that in a variety of different ways. Um, and, uh, and, you know, to always try and kind of, kind of take another look at the few rules that we have for the, for it and see, first of all, if we can strip any away. Um, but second of all, if there's ways that we can make it so that, what ends up bubbling to the surface as finalists, both on the public vote side and on the juried side, um, are can kind of come from unexpected places and give people something to think about, you know, rather than kind of the same kind of thing bubbling up sort of all the time. Which, by the way, if you do an experiment over and over and over again, kind of the same thing happens. So right. you know, the 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 onus, the challenge, is to uh, make sure that it's. Uh, it stays fresh, that it stays interesting. So I think, you know, we've done, we've done a, a, a pretty good job of that over the years. Um, and, you know, and, and obviously controversy at Art Prize is not an if, it's a when. <laughs> um, and that is just kind of built into our DNA and something that we sort of expect and we've sort of gotten used to. Right. So, mm-hmm. okay. so what are some variables that you guys might be playing with for Art Prize 9? Well, one variable we've, you know, we've continued to evolve the way uh, finalists surface at the event, whether it's, um, uh, you know, having 20 finalists from the juried side and 20 finalists from the public vote side. Um, We've made a few little tweaks over the years where, for example, we have five finalists from four categories. So rather than the top 20 most voted on finalists, we, we have the top five finalists from four categories, which is two-dimensional, three-dimensional, time-based and installation. So that will automatically start to spread out, sort of disperse where those finalists will come from. Mm-hmm. Um, the second uh, sort of in, sort of small tweak that we made was to make sure that no more than two finalists surface from any individual venue at ArtPrize, which helps also to kind of disperse right. where finalists are coming from. Again, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make it a fun activity, a fun game. Um, the, the, the new uh, uh, sort of uh, tweak that we've made this year is to when the 20 finalists emerge on the public side and the 20 finalists emerge on the juried side, so that, that, that creates a pool of 40 finalists, all 40 finalists now are eligible for a public vote. And all 40 finalists are eligible to be reviewed by our grand prize jury. So we're continuing to kind of like bring that pool together and give people a chance to be able to vote on everything, not just on the stuff that the public chose so that the public can take another look at juried stuff. And so that the jury can take another look at public stuff and sort Mm -hmm. of go, what are, what are we thinking about these things? Mm -hmm. Um, It's about the conversation 
The GRBJ Podcast is brought to you by Seven Monks Grand Rapids, worldwide craft beer, locally crafted cuisine, located at the new 616 Lofts Building at 740 Michigan Street. So when you're making these tweaks to all the various um, features each year, what does that do to your pool of artists who are submitting their work? Does it affect it noticeably in any way? Are you guys tracking that? Yeah, we, we track pretty much everything. <laughs> um, we can't help it. Uh, uh, it. So that you mean the total number of artists that 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 uh, submit to our prize? Yeah. So every single year we have pretty much anywhere between 160 and 180 venues, mm-hmm. and every year we have anywhere between 1,300 and 1,600 artists, mm-hmm. um, and that amount has remained pretty constant year over year. And the number of artists that are submitting to the event is also remaining fairly constant year over year. So we have somewhere around 2,000 artists that usually um, apply to our prize every year. Mm -hmm. And that has remained actually pretty constant. Um, We, you know, artists are celebrated at Art Prize and we work really hard on developing programs for artists at Art Prize, including, you know, in addition to the possibility of winning a big cash prize. And by the way, only about 20% of artists who participate in Art Prize say, according to our exit surveys with artists, say that their primary reason for entering Art Prize is the possibility of winning a prize. So there's a lot of other reasons why artists want to be in Art Prize besides the possibility of winning a prize. Um, and, um, and, you know, we work really hard on trying to, on artist development programs, on hospitality, on granting programs. We have, you know, in addition to the half a million dollars in prizes, we have about $300,000 that we award in venue grants, in artist grants, in education grants. Um, and these are ways for different constituents to be able to participate in the event um, and overcome one of the greatest blockers to attending, which is expense. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we have uh, some great uh, artist granting programs, for example, which help artists to uh, conceive of program, uh, conceive of risky, challenging, experimental stuff, um, you know, stuff that may or may not work. Uh, and and also kind of larger scale outdoor style art, which um, the general public craves. So, you know, we're working kind of hard on making sure that those programs um, exist as well. So, you know, we're interested in artists from as far afield as possible. We're interested in having artists from every state. We're interested in artists who are emerging artists as well as established artists who come to Art Prize because they want to take risks. Outside of Art Prize, and I guess you don't have a ton of previous pre-Art Prize Grand Rapids experience, but how do you see the scene, the art community evolve in Grand Rapids? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that uh, that there's a really exciting arts scene in Grand Rapids, and I think that you see a culture here, kind of an acceptance of the arts and of the artist um, in a more evolved way than you do in other cities. A lot of that comes from our design approach. You know, um, a lot of that comes from having a great art and design college right in downtown, um, having great art institutions like the UICA and the Grand Rapids Art Museum, um, having the Avenue for the Arts, 
uh, you know, these kinds of kind of commitments, these kinds of sort of stakes in the ground that declare kind of a commitment to the arts, not, and by the way, not just visual arts, but right. obviously having a ballet, having a symphony, um, you know, these are all, uh, having an opera, these are all, um, uh, these are all intense artistic activities and endeavors for any city. Right. Um, and a, a so-called medium-sized city uh, like Grand Rapids, it's a real accomplishment, it's a real achievement. Um, and so we see a lot of, of pride in the arts here, um, which I think is, is, is wonderful. From a visual arts perspective, you know, I think we run into the same challenges and issues that many cities are running into, which is, um, you know, gentrification, you know, which is artists moving into places, uh, uh, um, sort of uh, uh, helping to draw attention to that community um, and then uh, other people moving into that community and it kind of being kind of taken over and artists being kind of pushed out. And this is a constant cycle that you see in cities around the country and around the world. And Grand Rapids is no different. So we have to be really mindful of, of those concerns as far as the arts community here is concerned. And, um, you know, hopefully hopefully deal with it. Uh, you know, our prize, our prize is kind of weird because it started 10 years ago without really anyone's permission. We didn't really <laughs> get any buy-in from anybody. We just sort of started it. It was a total experiment. It was like a, it was like an internet startup. Um, it could have succeeded or it could have failed. And obviously the people who started it, the team that started it really wanted it to succeed, but we're also up for the idea that it might not work. Um, and, you know, I think it's only kind of recently that we have kind of evolved or matured as an organization um, to the point where, you know, the, the, the buy-in of the community, the arts community, the creative community um, in Grand Rapids regionally as well um, is something that is, you know, that, that we've kind of built into the organization as being kind of critical to our success kind of moving forward. Um, so we're kind of making up, you know, for that. Um, we, we didn't become a nonprofit. We started in 2009. We didn't become a nonprofit, uh, a 501c3 nonprofit until the, until after our second art prize. So we were still kind of like wondering whether or not it was going to go, whether or not it was going to kind of happen. Um, and, and from that point on, I think we have been really thinking about ways, uh, you know, we're a big, we're, we became a signature event really quickly. We were embraced by the community really, really quickly, almost too quickly in some ways, you know, um, we, we, um, we were produced and delivered at a very high level from year one, right out of the gate. Um, we were able to establish this spectacular cash prize. We were able to develop this proprietary technology, which is sort of mission critical to the organization. We were able to um, uh, produce and, and deliver a, a great event. Um, and we've been kind of, you know, uh, from that point on, we were sort of, we sort of started like a startup, um, very brassy, very bold. Um, and from that point on, I think we've been sort of really trying to figure out how to scale the event, right. how to deal with the responsibility of it, which is to think about artist development, to think about uh, social equity, to think about environmental sustainability, to think about education, 
um, to think about health and wellness, to think about a lot of kind of some of the bigger issues that are that face the city and how we can be a part of that, how we can be an educational component um, and how we can implement programs that will really make a difference in people's lives. And, you know, I, as I said at the beginning, we're sort of a young organization and we're kind of just kind of getting going on these things and they weren't necessarily built into our organizational structure from the very beginning because we didn't even know if we were going to survive right. or exist. So so now we're kind of catching up to those things. And so that's what makes it a really exciting time for the organization. So we're a business publication, obviously. So <laughs> mm-hmm. we always want to know about money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's, what's going on with your financial situation, your sustainability going forward? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, it's uh, looking really good. Uh, we're, uh, we're uh, about a $3.5 million a year organization. We've maintained it about a $3.5 million a year organization. Um, about uh, 60% of that comes from private sector corporate sponsorship. Uh, about 20% of that comes from grants and foundations that are both local and national. And then the remaining 20% comes from transactional income from things like membership, merchandise, that kind of thing. Um, We do a great, we have a great merchandise business, which really helps the organization. So we're, you know, private sector corporate sponsorship is really our main way forward. It's a very common model in the film festival world. It's a very common model in music and sports and so on. And it's a great way for us to be able to move forward. Um, You know, that includes our awards, that includes our grants, that includes everything, you know, between our grants and our awards over 20% of our budget goes straight out to artists. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, we're, we're feeling pretty good about that. We have, uh, several multi-year, uh, agreements that are racked up over the next, uh, three or four years through 2020, which is, which is also kind of good for us. Um, and so we're, our kind of independent financial sustainability is feeling pretty good. The original family foundation that funded us um, now accounts for, this year it'll account for about 7% of our budget. Next year it'll be 5% and the year after that it'll be zero. Oh. So, um, so it's, you know, we're, we, we're doing what, we're, what we set out to do. And, and it's, a, it's one of the things that really attracted me to the organization itself as a kind of a lifetime kind of a career fundraiser um, and fundraising is something that people either they either respond and gravitate to, or they they get they get it makes them really nervous. But this is a really great uh, uh, community in which to fundraise, and Art Prize is a great uh, uh, event around which to fundraise because it you know because we were because we started at a high level. Um, we were able to kind of fundraise against that high level. Most nonprofits will start off very small and then they'll grow incrementally over time. They will see what programs are working. They will double down on those programs. Um, and then kind of, you know, over 10, 20, 30, 40 years, they'll kind of grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. We we were kind of, as I mentioned before, sort of hit hit the scene like a startup. But our and so we were able to leverage that excitement, those media impressions, um, the the earned media that we got. Um, we were able to leverage all of that as quickly as possible to replace that initial startup funding with funding from other sources, and that's been our charge really since then. Um, so so yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. We we're uh, you know we we work really hard on on. Uh, 
controlling expense as much as we possibly can, but the expense, but we spent a lot from the first year. <laughs> so like we've controlled that, that level um, and it hasn't kind of spiraled out of control and we've kind of just sort of kept it dialed at kind of an, a nice, comfortable annual budget. So if we're checking it out, where should we go this year? If we only have like an mm, afternoon. Sure. Um, so we're excited about this year uh, in a lot of different ways. You know, there's been a big, there continues to be a big gradual shift, which I think you'll see a lot this year at Art Prize, which is really to kind of zero in as much as possible on the visitor experience. We went from an organization that um, was really concerned that we had an impartial competition platform that was fair, that had integrity, um, and that didn't necessarily um, uh, play too much towards one artist or another, whatever. What we really want to do at Art Prize moving forward is just kind of make art the star and give people a great experience when they arrive at Art Prize. So what you'll see this year is a lot more um, cues, a lot more uh, kind of public cues around where to go and what to do and what to see. Um, you know, the first thing to do is to always download the app. Um, the app is a really great, not just a great way to obviously register and vote, but also to um, wayfind, to be able to find your way around the event. Um, we're excited about the stuff that's in the river this year. We're excited about some lasers that are going to be happening around town. Um, <clears throat> we're excited about some shipping containers that you're going to see around town with some really cool graffiti artists included. Uh, we're excited about the change in our voting, um, uh, continued evolution of our, in our voting process that I mentioned to you earlier. We're excited that our award ceremony has moved to 20 Monroe Live this year, which is going to be awesome with a huge um, after party afterwards, which is going to be great. Um, we're excited about preview week, which, which is sort of the, this is our second year of doing preview week. And it's just a great way for us to kind of get up and running. And if you want to kind of come downtown and see, uh, artists kind of installing, um, and some of the bigger venues, the Graham, UICA, uh, KCAD galleries will be kind of open then, uh, except for Mondays when mm -hmm. museums are, are traditionally closed. Um, it's a great time for people to come down to special people, people who, have, especially people who have mobility challenges or whatever. It's a great time to come see the event without kind of the crowds sort of descending on it. It's a good time for us to work out the kinks. Um, uh, so yeah, we're excited about, about a, a lot of those, a lot of those things. We're going to do some, some tours, uh, which you'll be able to opt into. So there'll be more information about that soon. Um, we're excited about uh, the uh, Art Prize uh, Hub HQ, which is at 41 Sheldon, which is a great place to start. Uh, not only do you see um, the artists that won last year there, um, but there's also a lot of really great programming that's there and including our retail store, including our steam village, including, um, our critical discourse, our art prize studio, where all of our critical discourse programming happens. Um, you know, um, there are 210 media markets in the country, 205, 210 media markets in the country, and, and Grand Rapids is 40th. So it's not one or two, but it's not 100 no, or 150, yeah. you know. Um, and we work closely with Wood TV, and we produce live in primetime four hours of television during the event um, with Wood TV, our partner. And um, this is in primetime, so they have to ask permission to preempt Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy <laughs> and stuff like that from NBC. Um, and uh, 
the ratings triple during that time, you know, and there's no other, this is why I'm here. There's no other place where that could happen than a city like Grand Rapids, where like partners have a buy-in, where they're, they're excited about, about doing something like this and where the audience is responding. Um, and, you know, and uh, that is something that is just, you know, I think really incredibly exciting. I mentioned that aspect to people that are in all kinds of markets, whether they're in a market that's lower or higher than where Grand Rapids is. And everyone is universally just gobsmacked by that concept, which is that kind of that interest, that excitement, that buy-in um, from, from every level, from the, from the television station that makes it happen to the artists and the critics and the, uh, that show up to the general public that is you know, surprised and delighted and amazed and flummoxed and infuriated and confused <laughs> and everything in between, disappointed, everything in between. Um, that's kind of what makes Art Prize, which is sort of this, you know, crazy, mixed up, confusing, exciting, surprising um, place. So. Well, it's exciting times. Check it out. So, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. Sure. Today. Thanks for having me. So that was Christian. Um, I think. What Rachel and I took away from that, at least I did, I don't know, I didn't, we didn't talk immediately after the interview, but that, you know, they're not even really looking at Grand Rapidians as the core, mm-hmm. you know, he's, because I asked him, you know, right in there, like, what do you do to keep Grand Rapids enthused? Because the first couple of years we were all like, yeah, this is crazy, this is cool, and now it's just like, well, it's busy. Right. It's our price. Right. And it's, it's not really necessarily about us. And he likened it to like South by Southwest and okay. Sundance Film Festival. All right. So. We can make that work. Right. So, but I'll probably go check it out an afternoon or something. I bet you will. Walk, I'm walk sure around. Will. I'm sure I will. This podcast was brought to you by Seven Monks. Until next week, stay informed with us. Visit grbj.com every day and pick up Monday's print edition.